Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Got a wonderful guest lined up for you this week. I spoke with Carmen Loop. Carmen is a local author, illustrator, and owner of Cosmic Corner here in Savannah. I saw her illustrations online and I was really intrigued by them and then did some research and found that she's this really great author doing the Audacity series and that, of course, she owns Cosmic Corner, this sprawling metaphysical shop and community center that has just really, really great energy. I went over there and I was just completely blown away both by Carmen and by Cosmic Corner. And I think you're really going to enjoy listening to this interview. She's a real entrepreneur, a real businesswoman, and I really enjoyed talking with her. And I loved her enthusiasm and everything that she's got going on. So I think you're going to love to hear from her as well. Wanted to mention as as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air columns, as well as everything that I write for the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section and also in the lifestyle section for my Sunday columns. I wanted to specifically point out a piece that I recently wrote about Michael Mahaffey and his exhibition over at Gallery Espresso. I think it was a really important interview, and Michael had some really interesting and no-holds-barred commentary on the local art scene that I think you're going to find really, really interesting. So check that out. Again, savannahnow.com. That one is in the entertainment section, and I don't think you're going to want to miss it. Also got a chance to speak with Susie Chisholm last week, the famous sculptor who has done stuff all over town, including the Johnny Mercer sculpture, which is on Ellis Square. So go on over to savannahnow.com in the entertainment section to find those articles. Let's get into this week's interview. Again, Carmen Loop, author, illustrator, and co-owner of Cosmic Corner. Enjoy. Rob Hester here with Art on the Air Field Notes, and I am speaking with Carmen Loop, and we are in a back office over here at Cosmic Corner, which you're the part owner of with your husband, right? Yes. <laughs> so now, I was kind of just talking about this before we started the interview, the formal interview. Like, I remember you had the little space next to Escape Savannah, and it was this little tiny, like, it was just a little tiny spot. And now it's just like we like we're weaving through all of these rooms and there's all these people everywhere and you have this you just had like a workshop and like all this stuff happening. Like we're gonna talk about your book, we're gonna talk about your art, but let's talk about your business first. Like how did that happen? Like how did you go from that little space to this enormous endeavor? <laughs> um, the community wanted it, I think. In the end, it was just we had we started having like five or six people in that little hundred square foot space oh at a time. And we said, well, this is not conducive to business. So we found this space and David, the landlord here is incredible. He was such a sweetheart. Um, and we're like, yeah, he's really chill. We like his energy. We rented the space from him. And then we moved overnight, basically, because there wasn't much. <laughs> so basically overnight, we moved to this larger location. We started in one room at a time and just started opening new rooms as we got more product, started hiring more people as we got more people coming in. And then um, here we are two years later, 
and it's huge. Yeah, we've got events going on. We've got workshops. We've got a a huge workshop for uh, chakra certification going on tonight. We have services. Um, So, yeah, and next week I'm staying after for an event every single day next week. So, yeah, we've... So glamorous as a business owner, you know? Yeah. Working all the time, essentially, is what it is. So, for those who don't know what Cosmic Corner is, sort of describe... You you kind of have hit on it a little bit with some of the events, but, Mm -hmm. like, kind of describe what you do here. Yeah, Cosmic Corner is a spiritual supply and community center. So, we really engage with the idea of spirituality wherever that comes from. So, obviously, religion is our very... um, strict ideas about spirituality. I study world religions in my free time. (laughs) So on my days off, I'm reading books about world religions, basically, uh, so that I can understand where people are coming from, how religions evolve, how we have what we have. I mean, today, the things that people believe, the deities that people worship are all they come from somewhere, and they've evolved over so many thousands of years, um, and they've met up, and they've combined, so it's just now spirituality. Um, so we have stuff from every practice, from all corners of the world, all different kinds of people. We want everyone from atheist to Baptist to uh, hoodoo practitioner, some of whom are Baptist as well, <laughs> um, Hinduism, we want everyone to feel comfortable here. Yeah, well, it's a great vibe, and, um, you know, I didn't come here to talk to you about Cosmic Corner, but as I mentioned, I walked in, I was just totally blown away by this, the expansiveness of your space, so it's it's really cool. Well, look, I, I want to talk about your your writing and your artwork, because actually, your artwork sort of, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I guess maybe we've been friends on Facebook, or I, we've had, we have a lot of mutual friends, and so I kind of saw, I've seen, you know, some of your work maybe pop up here or there. And then I saw that she recently released a new book, and I put kind of two and two together that you had done the cover of the book, and I was like, let me see who this person is. And so I went to your website, and I kind of started to, like, do a little bit more investigating, and I was like, this is really, this is really interesting. So let's take a step back. Like, where does your artistic training come from, and where does your writing come from? Like, where did you first kind of get involved in those two things? Sure. Uh, Well... I have to say my artistic training comes from SCAD, like everyone. Well, not everyone. <laughs> not There's everyone. three colleges in town. <laughs> there are three, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I guess credit where credit is due. <laughs> I did uh, graduate with an animation degree in 2017 okay. from SCAD. Um, and that helped me with the anatomy. Right. I got that down. Can't animate, but I got my anatomy down thanks to SCAD. Um, But my whole life I've been writing, creating, painting of some sort, creating businesses. Mm -hmm. I actually, my um, business creations and my creative artistic creations are not separate to me. Uh, They're all divinely inspired in some way. Um, My writing is very much like... It's divinely inspired. You know, I don't really take credit for anything I do. Uh, we just got through with The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Oh, sure, yeah. A lot of people love that yeah, book. Yeah, that's a great book. Uh, so we got a group together and did that with Becca. Becca was a part of that, Becca Cook. Um, I don't know how she finds the time, but apparently she can do everything all the time. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She's very inspiring to me. Um, And yeah, that's just about the idea of creativity as an unlimited resource that we just have to tap into Mm -hmm. and let it flow. 
And that's what I do when I write, when I do my best writing, it's flow state. It's just tapping into it, letting it go. So it's really very therapeutic uh, more than anything. And I'm always creating. When I'm at work, I'm creating. There's always ideas. It's always flow state. Uh, when I'm at home, I'm writing or I'm studying. I'm learning about religions and making connections and thinking about things. So it just never turns off. <laughs> well, it's interesting you mentioned the word connections because I think of it too, like there is, obviously you did the cover of your of your books and you're, you've done the covers of your books and like there are characters that you have created with words and then you're creating them with images as well. And so there is that sort of connection between your art, artistic visual arts practice and your creative writing practice that have to kind of come together. So, I mean, talk about those two sort of states of mind because like they are a little bit different in the way that they sort of operate. Definitely. Um, typically, when I'm writing, I'll sometimes get frustrated and I'll be like, oh, I could just draw it for you. Let, let mm-hmm. me just draw it because <laughs> I have it in my head. Sure. And then sometimes when I'm drawing, I'm like, can I just write it out for you? <laughs> like, can I just tell you what I'm trying to think? <laughs> so I do get that. And that's why I go back and forth. Right. Uh, when I get frustrated with one art form, I switch over to the other because I can say it better in words. Or I can say it better in visuals, depending on what it is. Um, And there is some stuff in there that I can't say with either yet. (laughs) And that's how I know I'm not done creating. I'm like, what what is this word? That's not a real word. Um, So yeah, it's it's all, and it is that connection. Um, My characters are very real to me. You know, they walk around in my head. They talk to me. They're here. Um, all the time, basically. Uh, there are aspects of my personality, facets of myself and others that have formed into this real person in another dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of like Santa Claus. How Santa Claus, you know, we know yeah. he's real because we can talk about him. Yeah, he's not like an actual entity on his own, but we have created Santa Claus. He's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just because everyone knows what Santa Claus is when you say Santa Claus, so that makes him real. What an interesting perspective. I've never heard that before. I'm curious, like, so I'm a writer too, you know, I'm a a visual artist and a writer, but the stuff that I write, it's like, I mean, I've written a piece that was 2,000 words, and, you know, that was pretty proud of that (laughs) 2,000 word piece, but you're talking about, like, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm always, I mean, this, I don't know, this is kind of sounds stupid, but I'm just like blown away by somebody that can like literally say, I'm going to write 30, 40,000, 50, 60,000 words and make a book and then you like self publish it and you do the art and you're doing all this stuff. Like that seems almost like an insurmountable mountain. Like when thinking of it in like a conceptual term. So yeah. kind of like talk about that process. Like, you know, first of all, writing your first book, and now you've done several, and, like, you sound like you're very busy, like, just doing that, and thinking, I'm going to squeeze in writing a book in these kind of little increments and all of that. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, that's terrifying. (laughs) I would never want to do that. Who's going to do that? Not me. Um, But what it is, is I just write 2,000 word pieces over and over and over again right it's just building blocks really and god even two thousand you write two thousand words like well not normally not even <laughs> i can't write I said once words. i've written it once <laughs> yeah I, it's usually like 500 words plus 500 right. words that adds on when i have an hour or two of free time to write and i get into that flow state you know i can do that two thousand words pretty quickly mm-hmm. but that's rare 
Um, and that's why I only have three books over three years because <laughs> I feel like oh, it would but be a only. Lot I mean, I, to me, that's <laughs> that's impressive. Like, I mean, I have another friend who's a novelist, and um, he has he wrote a book, and it's you know it's good. It's five hundred pages, and it's like this. He you know he did Kickstarter, and he you know he funded it, he published it himself, and and like that was four years ago, and he's working on a second book for the last four years, and it's like. So, so three books in three years. I mean, that to me is like, I don't know. I'm just blown as a writer. I'm just blown away by that because every time I sit down and I think, well, sure, it's easy for me to write a story about somebody that's 700 to a thousand words. Like that's what my normal stories are. But it's something entirely different to intertwine characters over a story for hundreds of pages. In my thinking, it's like Michelangelo said with the uh, the block of marble. He just had the block of marble. He had to get the figure out of it. Oh, yeah. These characters already have lived these lives. You know, this is already something that has happened. I just have to write about it <laughs> at this point. It's not that I'm creating things. It's that I just have to accept it and say, okay, well, that's what happened, and then write it out. And then the editing comes along, and I tie everything sure. together, and stuff really syncs up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just a very natural process for me. So let's talk about, we're talking about the process of writing. Let's talk about the process of art making. Tell me a little bit more about your artistic style because I can see that there's some digital there and color work and all that, but kind of what are you doing to create your images and and kind of where did, I mean, you said you had an illustration background. Is that sort of following through with the same style that you learned when you were at SCAD? Sure. Um, Animation, of course. Mm -hmm. You have to simplify way down in order to animate something. Uh, But they do teach you form and how to turn a form in three dimensions, which is so important for illustration. Uh, So I came off of that very simple animation style, and I started saying, well, I don't want to do animation because that's a lot of work. (laughs) Who's going to do that? Uh, And I went into more illustration comic book style. Uh, which is more detailed. You spend mm-hmm. a little bit more time rendering and um, doing the, the shadows and the highlights and stuff. And yes, this is all digital. I don't do a lot of work traditional anymore just because digital's a lot faster. And For I, sure. I have a lot of stuff I want to get out, so I do it digitally. It's quick. I can easily fix mistakes that I make. Um, when I do traditional artwork, it is more therapeutic. It's more for myself. Mm-hmm. It's not for, and it's usually abstract too. Um, but yeah, I'd say I, I went into more of like the comic book style, the illustration style, heavier. Um, and now I'm going into maybe doing some comics next. That's you know on the docket. Someday I'll yeah. be doing a comic. So. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, you know, you, you talked about, um, you know, the artwork being for yourself, therapeutic, but I mean, I would also, I kind of argue, and one of the things that's really interesting to me about what you're doing is that you are actually making artwork on your own terms. Like, you're not really doing artwork and saying, well, I'm trying to make this artwork, I'm trying to show in a gallery, and I'm, or I'm going to like a, a fair and, and doing that. You've got... You're kind of your, you've been building sort of your own infrastructure for your art sales and control of your own work. So, to an extent, that's, by the way, stuff like this is fine. This okay. is actually adds to it. We're in place. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's actually good. Right by We're the train. We're obviously next to the train tracks here at Cosmic Corner, which is actually some part of the charm of it to me. Um, it helps with the meditations. You know, it gives you something to be distracted by, so you know when you're not distracted. Well, I, um, I remember 
I was doing a meditation in a yoga class one time, and the teacher said, and it was really noisy because the it was in a shopping center, and you could hear like people were like there was some honking or whatever, and she and you know you could hear laughter. People were kind of like coming out of the meditation, and she yeah. said, you know, you need to think about it like being able if you were. Meditating in the middle of a street in Mumbai, mm -hmm. if you can calm your mind in that moment, then that's the what you're trying to look for. So yeah, it works. Yeah, the distractions <laughs> are not a bad thing necessarily. No. Um, and actually, I find that damn, this is way off topic, but I find that when I'm meditating, sometimes I might go down a path of th of thought, mm -hmm. and an external sound will remind me that I'm thinking. Yeah, and so it'll actually kind of pull me out of the thinking and kind of get me back into the meditation. So anyway, yeah, way off. Topic. It's a perk. Yeah. <laughs> we pay for the trains to come by. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> um, uh, was I just, uh, oh yeah. So about kind of controlling your own artistic practice and your art business, I might say through, first of all, doing illustrations for your own books. So that's, I mean, you're, you're not hiring an illustrator. You're making your own illustrations for your own books and you have total control over that. But then also, like, your printmaking, and if you make a comic or whatever, and do your website, and just kind of what you're doing there, like, you're creating your own business. I mean, you've said that you've created a lot of businesses. I wonder, sort of, is that just a part of who you are? I mean, are you interested in gallery stuff, or are you just like, I'm just going to do my own thing and be in control of my own fate? That. <laughs> I There is no such thing as control, of course. Yes, of course. True. Um, but the little control that I can tell myself I have, I grasp very tightly it's mine that's my control <laughs> um so with things like yeah it, gosh i've been i've had businesses since you know elementary school out on the playground i would make friendship bracelets and then i wouldn't just give them to my friends i would sell them <laughs> at a markup and i would take their lunch money nice. <laughs> so i actually got in trouble for selling bracelets for twenty dollars in nice. elementary school yeah twenty dollar bracelets that an elementary schooler made. Gosh, you must have been rich in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I was. Seriously. <laughs> That's so cool. It was a huge markup. <laughs> um, so yeah, things like markup and capital have been part of my vocabulary, you know, since I can remember. <laughs> I wonder how um, that's helped you, though. I mean, because, like, I think that's one deficiency for a lot of artists is, like, mm -hmm. understanding that part of things and, like, understanding that you're selling a product and you're selling yourself and your time and people don't... I mean, I think that there's, like, a purity that people sort of attach to art that, yeah. like, to do that is, there's, like, something wrong with that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I've talked to lots and lots of artists. But I wonder how you sort of think about that. It's kind of in your, it sounds like it's kind of in your blood. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, well, there's kind of, like, two people inside all of us, you know? There's the pure artist, the meditator who can just live and just be and exist and be in that enlightened state, uh, in that flow state. And then there's the person who has to live in mm -hmm. the real world, has to play the game, as it were. Um, and you have to just balance those things out, you know. Um, when you're creating, you're in the flow state, and you don't think about the money. And then you come out of that, or you go into the world, and you think, now how do I spend this? How do I sell it? How do I make this, you know, turn into food on my table? <laughs> Um, and that's a different kind of creative problem, too. Yeah. It's all just creative problem solving, and I like all of it. It's all fun for me. It's all games. Um, so I'm never working, ever. Never say I'm working. I'm not. <laughs> Unless I'm 
reading emails or paying bills. That's <laughs> those are the only things I do that are actually working. Everything else is just fun. Um, so the reason I self-publish and the reason I don't want an editor is because, um, well, I have an editor that I work with, but I don't want a publisher mm-hmm. is because I don't need that. You know, I don't have any need to be a bestseller or be in every single Barnes and Noble across the country. Mm. I'm not really concerned about that uh, because I know that if I just keep putting out the work and making it available to people, because a lot of people put out work and never make it available, you have to have that openness. You have to say, well, here's my baby. Have a baby. Everyone gets a baby. You get a baby. You get a baby. (laughs) As long as it's available, build it and they will come. So if I'm consistent, if I'm putting stuff out there consistently and it's the best that I can do in that moment, the right people will pick it up and see it and say, hey, this is good. I like this. And maybe it'll change them and maybe it will help them in some way. Um, I put a lot of philosophy into my books. <laughs> it's hidden. Well, that's a, that's a really serious vulnerability, what you're talking about. That's about being vulnerable. Like you said, you're, you're putting your baby out there. Like, and nobody wants somebody to say you've got an ugly baby. Oh. You know what I mean? So, like, when you put yourself out there like that, especially... I mean, let's be real. Like, if somebody, if you go to the bookstore and you see a book that's like at Barnes and Noble or something like that, people will say, "Well, it's a book that is has been judged by others to be acceptable by the people who make decisions at Barnes and Noble." But yeah. when you self-publish, it's kind of like, "Well, why are they self-publishing?" There might be these additional questions mm-hmm. that people like unrightfully asked and they're not going to be sitting with you they're not going to be hearing oh i don't need that and this is my and and they don't they they don't get the opportunity like me to sit across from you and just kind of feel what the energy that you're putting out and know where you're kind of coming from and so you know you're putting yourself out there and there's a vulnerability to that and i mean i personally think that there's a lot of strength in vulnerability and you put yourself out there so i wonder what that's kind of what is actually what has the response been to your books like when you've when I mean, I've only seen the online response, and obviously most people online are going to be your friends, and they're like, this is awesome, you know? But, like, how has the response been to your book thus far, would you say? Good. I mean, it's a 4.5 star on Amazon oh, good. with 28 reviews. And what's the new book? Give people all the information about the new book, actually. All right, so the book series is the Audacity series. Mm-hmm. It's a humorous sci-fi adventure, um, queer. You know, we've got an ace main character, and obviously everyone else is an alien, so they don't ascribe to Earth gender norms. <laughs> what is gender? Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's not really about queer relationships. It just is who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's just in there. Um, but yeah, it's about philosophy. It's about um, acceptance of chaos in the end it's a three book series i just published on august 6th the third book in that series august 6th is lucille ball's birthday so that was in her honor because the main character zan loves i love lucy Oh, nice. See, there's a little... What an Easter egg there. An that's Easter cool. egg. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and part of that, you know, the joy... I mean, Lucille Ball was a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She was a joyful, red-headed businesswoman. And I'm like, I feel well, that. You got that, then. I got, yeah. <laughs> I feel her. Um, so in honor of Lucy. Uh, so yeah, that's the Audacity series. Um, I also have a tarot deck. Tarot in Space, mm-hmm. um, and that it kind of works with the series. There's some connection there. There's always some connection. You'll see some of the same characters and some new characters. And in certainly that. visual style. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I teach tarot. I love tarot. Tarot is like one of my favorite things to do. So I had to have a tarot deck of my own. Uh, so yeah, the audacity at CarmenLoop.com. You can find all of that stuff. Yeah, so let's kind of round off the interview. We're, we're you know, getting to about a half an hour here. So let's round off the interview. If people are interested in, you mentioned how people can get the book, but if people are interested in you and your work and everything you're doing, you know, how can people find Cosmic Corner? How can people find your drawings? How can people sort of find you and just sort of follow what you're doing? Yeah, best place. Um, well, gosh, if you come to Cosmic Corner, I'll probably be in the back working. <laughs> <laughs> um, but CosmicCornerSavannah.com. You can get all the information about our events, our services, our products. Um, you'd also come in. We're at 305 East 38th Street in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, it's corner of Lincoln and 38th. Um, and if you're interested in my art and keeping up with me online, CarmenLoop.com. Everything is connected up to that website, and I am on Twitter most often. So Twitter is really the best, especially for writing. I share my art on Instagram, too, as it comes mm. out, but I don't browse Instagram too much, mm -hmm. so best way to get in touch with me is through Twitter, usually. Yeah, and just for those of you out there who are just listening, it's Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N, L-O-U-P.com. So the loop is spelled L-O-U-P, so you can find that there. Well, Carmen, I really appreciate you spending some time with me, and I hope that people will also just come by and visit Cosmic Corner, because I don't think that that unassuming door will really, really tells the story of what's behind it. <laughs> I think that's my whole life, unassuming outside, and then, oh, there's all this world inside. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, thanks, Carmen. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. It's been fun. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.